Welcome, everyone, to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tim Malloy. With me, as always, are the other hosts, Aaron Lanton and Keith Denny. And today we're talking about The Flash, directed by Andy Machete, starring Ezra Miller, whose pronouns we're going to try to not fuck up. Um, they, they, them, um, if we are in the heat of things and screw that up, just somebody scold me. Um, and yeah, I'm, I think we all like this movie, but I wanted to get everybody's thoughts. Why don't we start with Aaron? <laughs> Aaron? <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, I like the movie overall. I like the movie. Um, it's weird though, because the outside controversy is kind of hard not to think about as you're watching the film. And there's so much Ezra. There's so much. And it's funny because I just, that character, forgetting the real life stuff, I just don't love sometimes the the way Barry is is used. Um, I've never always loved the personality they chose for him. There are moments where it's fine. There are other moments where it's kind of just grating. But overall, I felt like it worked more than it didn't work for me, which honestly surprised me. I was expecting to kind of, hate his character throughout but i, I thought uh while there's some flaws with some of the logic on some things in the film overall i thought they got the heart of what makes barry tick in a way that a lot of movies have a difficult time doing with a main character in in these sort of superhero films so i definitely commend it for that um and i thought um and by the way we're going to be spoiling everything as we move forward. So, you know, if you haven't watched it, you know, I'm trying to give you one in ahead of time. But um, the whole thing where things come full circle and you realize that, um, you know, he ends up becoming obsessed and ends up becoming, you know, somebody who's about to tear apart the fabric of reality, of all realities, in order to save his mom. Really interesting. It's also funny that we're seeing these story, th- this story and then right before that across the Spider-Verse took on a very similar thing would you let your parent die in order to let the multi the all of reality stay in place i think what's happening across spider-verse is a different thing this does seem to be what's causing that in the flash though um and it's a really interesting question i, I think that um you know that it, it's yeah, obviously a different story but great power with great power comes great responsibility all that kind of stuff and just understanding you know that Despite whatever it is, fatal, whatever, you know, we are who we are because of the things that that occur happen to us, whether they're good or bad. And it's really um interesting seeing how eventually um our protagonist reaches that point realizing that he has to accept what's taking place and put things back right, like le- including actually going back and reversing. The thing that kept his mother alive in the first place, which um thought was a good tie back all the way. So um, I want to start by committing the movie what it did well. And overall, like I said, I did like it. Jeez. Yeah. Um so I found it to be um entertaining. That's 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 probably the best way that I can kind of give to it. I I think um then kind of go back to like this this thing of like what do you what do you want and what do you expect especially when it comes to these type of movies um like we've had so many superhero movies and then there's like this for me personally like a a, 
comic book superhero like fatigue and and especially with the whole time travel multiverse thing and stuff like that and whereas I do feel that The Flash is entertaining, I think that there's been too many movies that did pretty much the same type of premise, but have done it better. Well, The Flash has done it better in, in other stories. Like there yeah, but not, but, else, but, else, not, not in the, in yeah, the film, not in, stuff, obviously. Yeah, not in the live action, which is just kind of a missed opportunity in a sense, right? Well, the TV show's done it pretty decently on the CW. I thought the CW handled it really well when they actually use reverse flash, but that's a whole nother with the Arrowverse stuff. Yeah, Arrowverse, oh, the, the first few seasons of Flash actually really solid and handled this kind of arc. No, no, it's definitely it's definitely good. you know. Yeah. Um you if you take the CW out of it, it it's actually pretty dope. But yeah. um I think that's the thing. It's kind of like if I went into because I always base stuff off of like how much my wife likes something, right? Like, mm. she comes into it completely blind. Like, she knows nothing about The Flash. She was literally like a child, like, amazed at the fact that he could, like, phase through walls. And I said, so you just... Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, yeah. Yeah, like, so I said, so you you think he just run fast? And she said, yeah, I knew nothing about him. I'm like, nah, dude is, like, powerful. Like, you know, I mean... Reality bending, in fact. Yeah, like, you, you could... It, you could argue that he's just as powerful as Superman in certain levels, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I did appreciate that they showed that, like, because the, the comic book fans know he's capable of that stuff. It's really fun watching how, oh, yeah, he's used to his powers, but like, he doesn't know how to use them like that yet. Like, right, he still right. hasn't gotten to that that level, which is really interesting. And this is, is, was um, one of my. One of my favorite parts of the of the Snyder um, Snyder cut of Justice League was when he reverses back time, and like, and I theorized he had done that before. He does that that thing where he just goes back and you see everybody like flesh come back onto their body and their bones and everything come back. Mm-hmm. And I um and 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 I personally like the Flash. Like I ain't read a lot of com- Flash comic books coming coming up and stuff, but I definitely like the whole story arc of the Flash Flashpoint. Um, paradox right mm-hmm. and i just think it's just it's such a weird thing to make live action but then kind of not really like like at his at his crust it still kind of has at its core that story right but it's such a the flashpoint story yeah but it's almost like a more of a a, a very very watered down great value version of that story it really is in ways that don't even like i don't even know why they chose to do the story they did if they had the comic they did it perfectly right there it's super weird like i don't understand it honestly my my theory too is that like well you know it's always when it comes to these films is about getting butts into the seats right sure so like although we know that the flashpoint the original story is like amazing would it be the right story to really get people like um to with which you know it can be argued that maybe I, I definitely think around. you could get butts in the seats with that story if you just do it. Like you don't have to make it complicated, you don't have to get a full backstory and everything. But if you show that Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at war and about to destroy all of humanity over a love affair they had after she killed Hera because Hera realized that she was sleeping with uh Aquaman, and then you start letting everything else kind of take place. You can easily just kind of let that rock. Because remember, Batman is Thomas Wayne, so it, it's it's not Bruce, it's Thomas. 
who lost his son in in Crime Alley. Uh, oh, no, so it's Crime Alley. The, yeah, no, Crime Alley is that one. It's Gotham. Um, so you have that happen, and then Thomas is using guns and killing villains. Like, yeah, people will watch that. Yeah, one hundred percent. But 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 the you know because there's also this thing of like having kids to watch it too, right? Right. And so like they, uh, they're murky one, people one in the, this movie, which is another. Like, well, no, when no, I had no, Robert no, in there with me, I was me, like, "Whoa!" Let me finish. Let me finish my thought. So the big issue too was also to the point of what you were saying, casting Ezra Miller as the Flash. Right? You kind of set a particular tone with this version of the Flash, and to me, I think this was DC way of trying to be a little bit comical, like uh, or add a little bit more humor into their films. And if you know Flashpoint Paradox, ain't nothing sweet, ain't nothing funny about Flashpoint. Well, so like I, I, I think but, in this movie, what they okay. were doing were, in a sense, Back to the Future, modern day Back to the Future meets Flash, meets yeah. just a whole bunch of other shit that we've seen before. And so, in doing that, the tone of the film is completely off. Like, I don't know, like, I would rather, and it's just me personally, like, like there's a there's this thing of like you can you can have fun with a movie and it can have like a little bit of comedy in it, but it also have like high stakes, right? But you're not gonna tell me that this movie gonna still have some funny shit going on after literally a whole universe in a sense has like been destroyed, right? Essentially based off of Flash's actions. And it's still, and we still get this. Like, is I mean, I, I guess. See, the only reason I argue with that is, I mean, you got to think about it. My son saw <laughs> uh, Kara and and uh, and Bruce getting murdered at least ten times. I don't know how many. It was a ton. Um, I mean, the movie. Yeah, but that's not. That's still, that's still not. That's still not. It's still not Flashpoint level of darkness. No, it's not. I mean, no, the, really, like, like the, the thing that had me laughing when you were talking about the lack of, of humor, the funniest joke in the whole thing is at the end when Batman blows out re reverse Flash's head and, and does it uh and joke with his with his head blown out. But but that's not that's not humor at all. Like that's it, not it, that, that, well, well they played it for humor in the comic and in the film, but well, I mean the, really the point I'm making, like Flashpoint is essentially like like a grade level lower than than watching the Watchmen, whereas like and and is this what they could have? Now, if it was me, yeah, I would have did. I went, I would have went balls to the walls with Flash. But they're 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 trying to consider all these other things when making these movies, and I think in doing so, that would created a movie that's kind of like that had a potential to be a lot greater than what it was. Look, the thing with this movie for me is i wouldn't argue that that's where it's it's half halfway just kind of pussyfooting their way through what they're trying to do like man of steel one of the things actually made that movie so impactful and really memorable was by the time i mean you you fight you see uh clark fighting um the other kryptonians all over the place through um um you know, rural farm. Uh, what's, what's the town he's from? I can't remember right now. Smallville, right through there. They get the metropolis, and the thing is, in Metropolis, like Zod, for real, like he 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 be talking that talk. He don't care about humans. 
on top of being ready to terraform the planet, like he's like going after people while he's fighting Clark. And he's telling Clark, if you don't make the decision to kill me, this won't end. It just won't. Either I go and and everybody, all the humans safe, or you keep messing around, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill everybody else. So make a decision. And the thing is, in this movie, what's kind of interesting is they when they fight the Kryptonians, like they just like in this desert. And I was like, oh, I mean, I mean, okay. Like it kind of the thing that was really interesting is instead of making it where the young Barry, who eventually turns into that monster, instead of making it where like, I mean, he he obviously wanted to keep that universe. He understood the stakes and he wanted to keep his mom alive, right? But it was almost like I felt like they could have took it to a new level of like him feeling like he was also protecting all the people there too. The same way that the original Flash became a hero because he was trying to protect as many people as he could and putting that parallel there. I thought that would have strengthened it because it would have, you know, meant that his motivation for being ready to destroy the multiverse wasn't just his mom, but like, you know, trying to say his reality is the one that mattered. And it did, but only in that he's protecting this one little thing that, that matters to him. He's been doing it for however long, looking crazy now. I like that they did a new direction, and I like that they had like a lighter tone because after 10 years of Snyder stuff that's so relentlessly grim and just, I, I just got so tired of like everybody's superhero take being, it's going to be gritty. Like that's a new take or something. At least Blue Beetle won't like be like that, which is great. Well, not at all, which is smart and cool. Yeah. Blue Beetle yeah. is great. But like that goes back to Dark Knight. It goes back to like 1985 and Wolverine and Punisher and all that stuff. It's just, it's not that people think that's like a hot new take and it's just not hot at all. Like to find a, to find something that has high stakes and is interesting, but can also be back to the future funny, I think is cool. And I kind of don't understand why people don't seem to like this movie that much. Like it's doing okay box office wise, but it's underperforming for sure. It's not doing as well as Warner Brothers and DC thought it would. And I just, why do you think that is? Because I, I liked it. I've enjoyed well, it. Well, it, it because of the contra, controversial yeah, main actor. Yeah, I think Ezra Miller is the biggest thing. Um, I think as far as for fans, like once again, I think I might have a different opinion of the movie if I never known the original story. You know, like it's like I agree. Like I think I I enjoy like lighter um, movies, especially if they're like comic book movies and stuff. But there's some stuff that just don't play right, like I guess, like certain storylines, for example. Like, well, it's sort my, of like my if issue. You took, if you took like X Men, if you took like the majority of X Men stories, you kind of can't make them light, you know, without kind of messing up the story or wiring it down too much, right? I like, mean, well, but we've just seen it done well, so I don't, I don't want to. Damn, play what's possible too much. Even if you think like some like Days of Future Past, I mean that's a pretty. You could get grittier than that in the X Men verse, but like they chose to, they did it in a light as way as you could. Yeah, you know? but it's still, it's still. I wouldn't describe it as light. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. But I just mean like, have, it's, it's um, not like grimy, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's I'm a serious saying, story I'm about saying, the possible extinction, extinction of all mutants. How to reset that? Okay, I'm not saying that the Flash is supposed to be grimy. I'm just saying, like, it's too far left field to me, right? Like, where it's like, it's it's just it's 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 just strange when you know the original story. It's just like if you read a book, and you and you, it's like the Count of Monte Cristo, right? At its mm -hmm. core, 
the movie is kind of similar to the book, but not really. Like the book is like um, Dante becomes a savage, but they don't show that in the movie. They don't show that part. They don't show all the maniacal stuff that he does, right? Because they want to keep him as just like this protagonist that you root for. Whereas at the end of the book, the whole thing is like, you like, hey, revenge ain't it. <laughs> like, that's what you're supposed to take from it. And that's why I feel about this. Like, I'm thinking like, what was I, after I didn't watch this whole movie, where I was entertained, what was I supposed to get from this movie? Well, I will say that <laughs> I honestly, so, and again, it's, again, not to keep bringing up Across the Spider-Verse, but it was like, oh, we're going to do the same thing at the end too, huh? where he's in the wrong universe. But I honestly didn't even understand what was going on where, like, he... And, and maybe you guys... And I'm, I'm just asking a question because plot-wise, I wasn't certain. Why did the... What, what was different with the video footage that allowed his dad to be seen as innocent when the footage was cleaned up? Was it just oh, simply that in well, that he universe... The camera to where he can, they could see his face. Oh, so he oh. impacted the world again by again, moving shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's oh, I didn't, I didn't realize he did. So that. what okay. was what was the point of all of this? Like, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, so no, no, I agree too. Because when I had, I was like, so he didn't go back to where he started. So then, like, what is this supposed to be like a part two? Also, like, like what is happening? The thing is, like, I, I get it. If a character don't learn his lesson, but he so blatantly didn't learn his lesson. Like, he fooled. Yeah, it's him. it's kind of dumb. I I, I didn't. Because I knew he changed, so I didn't even pick up on on the fact he because the, the fact he was like yes, like not, he didn't say it worked like he did with the other thing, but like, he kind of had a look on his face like yeah, like I got what I want out of it. And I was like, why? How did he win out of this? Like I was confused. Like why did he get rewarded for doing that shit? It's kind of open ended though because we, the last thing we see is the new Batman, which I'd yeah. love to talk about. Um, but then it's kind of like what else changed? So he might walk down the street, and yeah, an octopus. Like we don't have any idea. Like things could be really weird, and they're trying to set up a sequel, which I guess they're probably not going to get now. Yeah, yeah, they clearly were. You could tell. No, um, I, man. Okay, Tim, real quick before we keep going, I'm sorry. I, a very a related conversation to this, but a quick aside because this is an industry question. Okay, I'll try. How frequent is it? Because I feel like this happens with at least two or three TV pilots and. Move, like you'll be watching a movie that you feel like is like in the same genre but unrelated but then they have like really similar like rising action and stuff going it, like how frequent is it that writers are talking so much that this stuff ends up looking really similar yeah. or, or, that they, or that they do at, like they, they take like similar steps to things like do you feel like this is a thing that that happens like they just talk too much to each other, they kind of almost have like a symbiosis that happens. No, there's no such thing as an original thought, really. Like, not original thought. This is very keep this I'm is like, so close. Like these things, different unit. Like I'm saying, like the end stuff even is like crazy similar. So I mean, it, it, even the Flash is ending like the across the Spider Verse ended. Like they're not gonna get that sequel because the, the real life stuff. But you know, like this Marvel, is interesting. Marvel and DC copied each other forever. Yeah, yeah. bounce back and forth going back to the 60s but i think also writers are watching all the same stuff seeing what hits seeing what That's doesn't true. they're yeah. definitely reacting to it they're like oh this movie did that so we can't do that again we got to go in a different direction and it's all a little formulaic and so even the surprises feel a little formulaic because like they're not when you're doing the opposite of what people have done before sometimes you come to the same opposite you know sometimes oh. 
That was just a weird experience in the theater to be like, wait a minute, I just saw this two weeks ago. What was so crazy is that DC, to me, their better movies are when they're not trying to copy off anything. Yeah, when you're just doing the animated stuff off their comics, it's incredible stuff. I honestly don't understand why they're not just doing that. Not even that. We everybody has always the Dark Knight by itself was considered to be like their crowning achievement for the longest, yeah. right? And then even if you look like I really like the Batman, yeah. can't nobody mm-hmm. tell me that's the one of the most Batman Batman movies. That's out. a cold ass cool detective story, right? You know, and that's what when I think of Batman, that's my bat. That's the type of Batman I like, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same way as like, and, and and some stuff just does fall with a matter of just a personal opinion, you know. Like, um, if you take Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, for example, me personally, I like when they fight ninjas and shit. I don't care as much when they're fighting. When they're doing them. the mutants. Like, I don't, I don't, even though they're mutant turtles, I'm not as much into the sci-fi part of the turtles. Yeah, as yeah I, I agree with that. that. That's the same for me. Man, yeah. fight, I like Batman fighting humans. I hate when they have Batman fighting robots and aliens and stuff like yeah. that. Drives me nuts. Yeah. I'm not yeah, saying. Sometimes that stuff's really cool. It just depends. I, it's I'm a Superman. Right. I think you can vary it up a little more. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know exactly what you mean. Because the ninja stuff is just more interesting, and it makes them. It's the part of what makes them cool. They're not just teenage mutant turtles. They're teenage mutant ninja turtles. I'm here for the ninja part. Yeah. You know, uh, most of the time, I still need to read the last Ronin uh, book, and I don't want to ruin anything about that. But it's like this thing where one turtle's left, and and everybody else is is dead somehow, and that last turtle's you know, kind of trying to do whatever he's doing. So anyway, yeah, I don't want to spoil them, but it's, it's really interesting. Huh? I, I just want to clarify before we move on. I'm not saying that either of these movies ripped off the other. I'm just oh, saying yeah. no, no, no. it's like in the ether that they have the same ideas. I also wanted to ask about two like little controversies I saw on Twitter, totally aside from Ezra Miller. Sure. The first is people who are upset about the baby scene. Like, okay, I, was, I have a complaint about the baby scene, but it's two, not two things. Two things. Two things. Yeah. Was anybody upset by the baby scene? And two, did anybody care that they used um that they brought back Christopher Reeve as Superman? Because I saw people get mad about Wait, that. Why, why are people mad about that? They were mad that people they said it was like disrespectful to his memory, which I oh, thought was I thought it was an homage to him. I did too. Yeah, I didn't feel that There's way. A lot of people said that about um Christopher Reeves and also the I cannot remember um his not the the original Superman guy from the TV show. I'm sorry. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh huh. Or Reeve. Yeah. It's so weird. I had just seen that on vacation. Like it was just some TV, and I was watching it. Uh, old old episode. It was super. What I was saying it was it was just immoral to use people likeness. But then Kevin Smith had a very interesting argument behind it, where he said, you know, people become actors to be seen. So it's like, <laughs> it's well, I mean, like. like do you like like would you you know really care that someone uses your likeness when you're not here and you know it, for something that you were pretty well, much if if yeah if it's in the spirit of what you were doing I mean that's one thing I mean obviously there, there are ways in which you wouldn't want to be represented but that's not what we saw here I didn't think you didn't even say the lines I just you know yeah yeah if it was Tim Malloy like you know pushing a baby into traffic I'd have a problem with that but if it was a character who I played doing stuff that that character did and it just happened in my face because that's what they associated with it. I don't think it would bother me at all. I would expect people to be most pissed that Nicolas Cage got so much FaceTime. Not that Christopher Reed showed up. That was funny as hell. Definitely the last one they showed up to. Yeah, that was a deep cut number one for people who know. Some people might thought that was just a joke, but there's a whole thing going on with that. 
And yeah. then um just the fact the fact he's the last one we close on is just the funniest shit. And he's like, only thing he's doing like fighting a spider. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Which I think that's uh, how the original was supposed to end. The Tim Burton one was supposed to end. Well, yeah, yeah. He he they want to fight a giant spider. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, like that's it's so stick because it's, like, it's such a deep cut. It's such a deep fucking cut. Like it, it's I like that a movie like this size does something <laughs> that just silly and fun. Yeah, I, thought yeah. it was, I thought it was and cool. the thing that's so fun, there's so many people like who just mad about just dumb things like that. Real quick at the baby scene. The thing that I don't even know what people mad about with the baby scene, but the re like it was early in the movie, but it was turning me off because I was like, okay, look, you can convince me of plenty of stuff, and I'm all for zany, I'm all for silly. But you mean to tell me that because I mean, like, by that time a lot of people evacuated, I'm willing to believe that they didn't get the babies out fast enough. I'm not willing to believe that all the babies still sitting there. <laughs> like, that's not. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to go with you real far, but that was stupid. <laughs> I don't even think it was a cool looking scene. You it know? wasn't really though. Like, it could have been. That's, that's my biggest thing was that it wasn't like I think it was trying to replicate like those scenes like with um Quicksilver and um like Days of Future Past, which I think was a that was a real good scene when he um disarmed those guys. But it was just like uh it, it wasn't. It, it was weird in this movie, though, because it felt like that was 18-year-old Flash and not 25-year-old Flash. Hmm. Just the way it was done. I'm saying, like, even the way it shot, where, like, it's it's purposely being silly. Being the, and, again, I know they keep talking about he's hungry. But it was, like, the way, the glee in which he saw that candy bar, whatever it was. <laughs> and then he kind of keeps it. And I, I'm, I'm with it. Like, I, I get the tone is going for, but... Yeah, like doing that with babies just weirds people out. Like it didn't bother me. But the only that what bothered me was like these babies are all still who are just born are all still sitting there and no one. I, I'm watching people run out the building. There's plenty of time somebody to open the door and yep. get to them babies. And the idea that one nurse would suddenly be locked and can't get out to get to it's just weird. I was just, I know too much about hospitals. It, 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 that's why it bugged me. But I did think it was funny though when he finally got them all down and she was still screaming. Yeah, not, oh that's another aftermath. That, that's what that's what got me. It was like I was like, this scene's kind of icky. But then I was, I was um, fool screaming too. Because it because it was stupid. That that's it was icky because it was stupid to me. I, I didn't it, I just no, can't get over the baby still being there. But the part what? after was funny as hell. I did enjoy that. So the movie would have parts I didn't love, but then be funny. Oh, and, and Ben Affleck, the that Batman scene was cool. It was dangerous as shit. Batman okay, Batman yeah. made me feel like I'm so glad this ain't for real. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what I was gonna say too. Like it to me, the baby shower scene, um hmm. I didn't dislike it because it was babies. I just dislike it because it just didn't it didn't look good and it was just like it wasn't even entertaining for me to watch. Like when Batman, Batman chasing, that was dope. Right? That shit was so good. Oh, like, was good. And, and it's it's also like certain stuff I've seen. Like I don't know why it made me think about. Like I'm trying to remember the Spider Man with Tobey Maguire where he saves Gwen Stacy, and he does this thing. Oh, it made Spider Man too. No. Oh, so he said save. Sorry. Oh, it's Tobey Maguire's Spider Man, and he saves her. It's like oh, you he, mean Mary Jane? She's Gwen Stacy's not in those. Gwen Stacy is in one of them. She, he saves uh, Gwen Stacy. Uh, it's what's her name? It's Bryce Dallas Howard is Gwen Stacy, right? My yeah, Ron Howard's daughter plays Gwen. In Stacey. the first one, in the original uh, Tobey Maguire ones, yeah. 
Okay. It's either the second or the third one, but there's a scene where he saves her falling from a building, and it was the way he saved her that was, like, so cool. And it was like he went through one of those little cranes, like he wrapped his body around her, and they're, like, doing this dive. Mm-hmm. She's screaming the whole time. And I was like, man, but... It, so every time I think of a scene where people are falling down and, like, a hero is, is saving them, I think about that particular scene. So it's just like, I don't know, with this baby thing, it was just kind of... It just wasn't enjoyable. Well, you know what? Like, it's because it's like there's not the beginning of the film. It's so they they made something that actually, I mean, like it wasn't hard for him per se, but like it was so. I don't know. There's something about that that scene that just feels like like it's missing something. I can't even say exactly what. There's something that's like lacking excitement about it. I can't quite put it together. But I think I thought most of the other action sequences were really well done. Exactly. Also, we have not talked about um, the other Batman, um, Michael Keaton. So I, I just I, mean, I just want to say, great I, I job! I, baby, I just thought the baby scene was funny, like audacity wise, like this much. Oh, yeah. shock, I thought it was funny. <laughs> but yeah, M- Michael Keaton is great in this film. Um, uh, also, I thought Sasha uh, Sasha Kale is that how you say your name? Awesome. Yeah, she was great. Um, you know, with the stuff she had to do. Uh, Michael Shannon clearly didn't feel like being there, but was <laughs> did did what he had to do. Um, and I thought, man, the um the the technique is that they show as far as like reversing time and Love. all of that. I, I I thought the visual was great. I saw some people complain about it, and I was like, I don't understand your taste. I don't. That looked great. Just like I I don't I don't get some people in there. Which which part looked great to you? What. Which, uh, when I say like where uh, Barry or two berries would be running through um, time space and then they would try to look for where they need to stop and then it would stomp their foot in the sand to stop and reverse and say, okay, now we exit here and we re-enter reality to try, you know, like I thought visually like that was really easy to understand and really cool. Um, yeah, in certain, in certain parts, it, it, it looked okay. There were times where it looked too video game-ish, I guess. I can understand, but like, I mean, like, I think there was this one part I know people complain about where he first enters into hyperspace or time, time force or time. I forgot what the hell time it is. Time force. So he enters it, and he and it's like that blue thing that first kind of happens, and it doesn't look great. But I, I mean, and one of the directors said it was stylized. I'm more willing to bet it was partially a budget thing, but I didn't think it looked bad. I mean, like, I mean, it didn't look good, right? But I mean, like, I thought if you're talking about this idea that, like, you're escaping, like, sense of what, like, matter is supposed to look like, that makes sense to me. Like, it just looked like blobs of weird shit. But, you know, I don't know. I think if you're not a person who had probably, like, a vision of what it looked like from the 90s, maybe that, that looks weird to you. Because, I mean, like, that's it reminded me of how they would try to at first look look at hyperspace graphics and stuff. Like, if you remember the episode of the Treehouse of Horrors for the Simpsons where Homer uh, went from the cartoon world to, like, this weird 3D right. space and he enters the, the R reality, like, it kind of does some stuff like that. That has the really good Tron joke, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, has anybody seen Tron? And then the whole cast of the Simpsons is like, nope. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, I don't know if that's the exact same one. Is that the exact same one, one or no? 
Right. Um, no, this is the one was like the is he's walking around a green grid, like a black and green grid. It's like when we're first thinking about the internet and vector graphics and more polygons and all this. I got, I got a question for y'all. So do y'all think um that the Michael Keaton Batman in this film is the same Batman from the original Tim Burton films? Yes. I think yes, because Phil Owen, a guy I used to work with at the rap, used to say that he likes Michael Keaton's Batman, or he likes Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne because he's just a complete weirdo. Like, he just plays him <laughs> as, you know, like, everybody else plays him as, like, this suave, cool guy. And Michael Keaton's version is just, like, he's weird, because the real guy would be weird. He'd be strange and awkward, and, like, he dresses like a bat. He's sleep-deprived. He's super rich. He never deals with other humans. Yeah, like, the, he's always, like, this suave got it together like he never gets sleep but he always is on point and you know i like i like phil's observation that this guy like the michael keaton bruce wayne would just be a total nut and i like that he goes all Howard hughes like that makes sense to me i I like that he probably was like look i'll come back but my batman has to save god (laughs) (laughs) yeah i um i was just i was asking because i heard some guys talk about it online and i was thinking myself well I mean, maybe they haven't seen it a lot and they looking at like Batman from like these nostalgic glasses or whatever. Because mm-hmm. even like the biggest thing I remember about that Bruce Wayne for one was that um that's that whole thing he said, You wanna get nuts, let's get nuts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he broke the thing with the juggle was it you wanna get yeah, like he's a very particular type of Batman to that point where it's like, yeah, he's he's sort of a sociopath, right? Yeah. And, um and he, and he feels like it's, it's kind of like one of them things where you can tell like certain creators, directors or writers, how they put some of their self into characters. So it almost like Tim Burton, if Tim Burton was Batman, mm-hmm. you know, like that's essentially what he is, in, in my opinion. And I and I, I was like, I mean, could so so then it begs the question. So this is the world. This would be the Tim Burton world of Batman that all this takes place in. Which. It's, it's interesting in itself because because the story even lets you know that like essentially Batman is the only hero in this world, like quote unquote superhero. Because even when Barry mentions a superhero, the first thing you know the girl says, "I'm Batman." So <laughs> there must be you know something to that. But but that that same concept is kind of similar in Flashpoint too, because the people who would normally be heroes are kind of like at each other's throat. Or um, mm-hmm. they work for the government or something like that. So there's no like quote unquote superheroes, but Batman still operates as a vigilante in some type of sense. Oh, well, um, it does make me wonder too. Like after this incursion, oh, I'm using words from different movies. After this event, <laughs> whatever they call them, uh, I wonder if that universe is still where Barry's mom is still alive and Bruce Wayne saved Gotham and all that kind of stuff. Um, because the thing is, Carr has to still be, you know, in her cell. And Zod, I would guess, still shows up, right? No, they all die, from my understanding. No, no, no. After he reset everything. He doesn't uh, reset nothing. See, that's another thing. So I'm kind of... So wait, wait. I just I just want to be clear. When he, when he again, time, space, the, the, the whole thing, the movie wants us to rock with whether you want to like believe that that version of events still happened, whatever, like is that he has to go back and take that can out his mother's uh, cart for the multiverse not to fall apart. Now, the thing is, once he does that, 
Okay, go ahead. You shaking your head? Yeah. So I mean, I didn't get that. I don't. So so for one thing, time trial movies are confusing to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. But from my understanding and how I looked at it was that. And, and how Batman explained it, right? Like certain things happen because it's like supposed to happen, right? So when he went back and he changed it to where she didn't die, that created essentially like this whole idea of a whole nother timeline, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. So from my understanding, that timeline still exists. But that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh huh. So and so when he went, he really didn't reverse nothing. He just changed it enough to where he can go back to his to a similar timeline to more in line to his timeline but he messed it up again because he's he changed the camera so he never learned his lesson well but but on top of that that world going as it's supposed to go still is going to have zai show up yeah that world still gonna have zai show up zai, and, and, and as I, and earth is, is, is going to terraform and there's nothing you, they, well, they can do about that well pretty yeah. much all of them is die because it's a world without superman superman yeah yeah so yeah so because car can't even if she did she's not strong enough and so, oh yeah, because the only yeah. advantage really that that Kal-el had over Zod was the fact that he was on Earth longer. Yeah, he was exposed to Earth's sun, and he he got used to flying and you know doing stuff like that. But there, there's also the thing I don't know if y'all saw the after credit scene. Well, it's been a while. I mean, yeah, yeah, to remind me. Well, oh, oh the Flash. Sorry. Flash. So at the end, where he's talking to a drunk Aquaman. Uh huh. In so many words. So what he's saying, he's like, well, everybody changed but you. So they're pretty much setting up this whole idea, I guess, of them recasting everybody. So we're going to have different Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. But um, so essentially the things that he has changed, changed to what initially have been those particular characters at one point. Just like mm -hmm. essentially he wiped out Ben Affleck um Batman, we know that for a fact. Well, maybe not even wiped out, but like they just exist on a different plane. Like not even, just a place he can't get to no more. No, that's weird. That's kind of terrifying though. I think it's I yeah. think it's like it's almost like that they don't exist anymore. I like, think well, I think I think that still exists. He can't go back. You know what I mean? Like like it's not that that wouldn't have to be a race necessarily. It's just that he can't return. Because of what he did, because he 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 can't return because he changed it again. If he didn't change anything, he probably would have gone right back. But he's not going to go right back. And the thing is, he doesn't want to go back. He wants to be in the world where his father is out, which yeah. means the one where his father is not out is because you have to believe it's deleted so you don't feel bad about it. <laughs> because of his his other dad in his regular time, but that that was just weird. Because like, I mean, there should be another Barry there too. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't, mm. Whatever. We're going to ignore that because we just want to get into the new universe. We're going to ignore that. We're going to act like it's not there. Yeah. My thing is like, do I emotionally like how it arrives where it gets? And yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, I don't, I'm willing to give every time travel movie a giant pass from now on. Like, I just, I, there was a point when I was like, it has to work like Terminator 2. And now I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. It's hard to do. Like, with multiverses, I feel like I hate multiverses, honestly. I feel like they're kind of a mistake in movies. Because it just it just feels like a way of like assembling every possible IP into one movie, and I'm kind of sick of it. Um, like I feel like the last Spider-Man movie did the trick, and then this one did the trick, and I wish they'd retire it now. Well, uh, we'll see. Now I was gonna say the the problem, big problem with multiverses to me is that they make it they make everything else seem like they don't matter. 
Yeah, it's like no stakes anymore because you can just go back and. It's well, like, if, if it's like I think, for example, in Across the Spider Verse, one of the things is probably what's going on. See, the thing is, the reason I'm totally okay, like I, I don't mind a multiverse, but like you have to make consequence a thing, and I think really what's going to show up in Across the Spider Verse is that the actual anomaly is Miguel. Like, he already admitted he did something he wasn't supposed to be doing. We ain't going to go deep into that now. But, like, he's the anomaly, not Miles. Like, there's stuff he's doing to screwing up stuff and that whole vampire thing that they haven't explained with him at the beginning. Like, there's a... Because of the comics, there's multiple directions that could go. There's one I really don't want them to go in because it would be... I don't want to open that door for Spider-Man movies. But um, for the other stuff, it could be interesting. But I do not want the other set of vampire villains that jump around the multiverse. I don't want that. It's really annoying. It kind of sounds dope, though. Yeah, I, but that's the Spider Verse story, yeah. and it's the original Spider Verse story. But again, yeah, I, don't, I don't think that works for this. But but this this the thing. I I think that across the Spider Verse does multiverses pretty well. Um, even to a certain because there's consequence though in a different way. Yeah, even even to a certain extent, like the um, um No Way Home. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, no way home actually like, did a decent job. They they screwed a few things up, but I I, I, I like the heart of that movie. And I like just the the different Spider Man together in that dynamic. It's really cool. Thing, the thing about it, I think you could just overdo a thing. It's just like that whole mm-hmm. like if you if you ever watch Rick and Morty, right? The whole thing is like this nihilistic idea that nothing really matters. Like shoot, they family if the family dies or anybody dies in one universe, they just skip and go to another universe and live with that family, right? It's, it is it's just kind of like that's what happens when you keep having like all these different like multiverse stories and stuff. And 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 part of it, I know it exists because of comics. It's a comic thing. Um, yeah. You kind of keep certain stories constantly going or constantly creating different versions of rehashed characters instead of creating new heroes and new characters. They just rehash the same thing um, for a different audience, but still want to keep the original ones, you know, like and that, but but for sometimes that, that shit is confusing. But people love what ifs, and I think that's why we keep multiverse stories are really just what if stories. And and and, and, and I, I, if they're gonna do it, I want them to do like a big Marvel versus DC. Somehow do that. I mean, we could do that one day. I I do think twenty years from now we might actually see something like that, but. Um, there's just too much competition, and somebody feel like they're losing more than somebody else, and you know all that jazz. I mean, um, until they could do an X Men versus the Avengers, that would have to be. I, God, the comic was so bad. I don't, I don't even want to see that in the movies. The old comic was good. There was one in like the '80s that was cool. No, there was one in the 2000s that was savage. Just there was absolute a crud where. Uh... Captain America had to like defend. It was like about civil liberties. It was a good X Men story because it was like Dude, Cyclops story. killed Professor X in this comic. It was horrible. I remember Everybody that. was upset. Yeah. Oh, God, I don't want to see that. Anyway, but yeah. Um, oh, oh, just thinking about it again it makes me upset. Um, do we have anything else to say about this movie before we close? I feel like we covered most of the way we we felt and thought about it. Uh, I think Ezra Miller is a super good actor. I was surprised to say I'd never, I didn't know any other stuff previously, um, except for like minutes in the flash. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I'm sorry that there will probably be another, never be another flash movie. Well, not with him starring in it. Um, 
I'm really excited for Blue Beetle. Like that movie, the trailer alone looks really exciting. Yeah. Um, it's a totally different tone. I really what movie? love the expression and creativity that they're throwing into it. What movie? Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Uh-oh. Have you not seen the trailer? Yeah, I seen the trailer. Yeah, it looks cool. Oh, holding up the cover of Movie Maker Magazine, our little magazine that we make. Uh, Zolo Maraduena, and yeah, he looks looks great. I like it's funny before. because I didn't notice beforehand. You would have thought I just, I just had inside information ahead of time. I think this movie's gonna be really dope. So that's very exciting to see, and I cannot re- wait to read that cover story. So that is very exciting. Josh Antonias wrote the cover story. It's with Zolo. I think it's pronounced Solo Maraduena and Angel Manuel Soto, the director, who's awesome. So I'm super excited. I'm excited for Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah, I can't I, wait, man. Um, I, I think I heard somewhere James Gunn saying that it's um, Blue Beetle is essentially like the first character yeah. of this new DCEU. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll just see how, you know. How that movie just has so much potential because it's like my kids, when they saw that trailer, lost their minds. Like, right? huh? It's weird, right? Like the energy of it is cool. Yeah, it's just got a it's got a very good energy. It's got a a very like I mean I could I'm a little shocked at the people they chose for the movie, but I feel like they're really good choices. Yeah. Um and, and they feel like they're gonna they're gonna work. Um and like I said, it's it's just really like I'm not familiar with that our our you know main actor playing Blue Beetle, but the really cool thing is it seems like somebody who like it's gonna fit the character well. So yeah. I'm I'm just really pumped for that, man. That that's something that like I remember uh you know when we were first seeing the new what was it 2005, 2006, the first Avengers movie come I'm like, I don't know about all these these people. Some of these people I halfway you know Mark Ruffalo is Hulk. What okay, sure, sure. And then come to find out like these are you know bona fide, you know, pivotal cornerstone action stars of the of the whole industry for the next decade like it's just really interesting i don't think you had to always find like people that everybody already knows and I'm, I'm glad that dc and warner brothers finally feel the confidence to not feel like they have to rely on stars like they did earlier like i think suicide squad for example is definitely an example like the first suicide squad of like we we have to shoot big we had to go with names everybody knows you know or else people won't watch it and I just don't think that's necessary. I think you can trust the audience if you make a good story to come and see a good show. Well, there's also the thing of like, now, the, now one of the biggest problems, though, I think with superhero movies is that it kind of took away like the idea of the, the movie star, I guess. Yeah. But like, okay. Chris, Chris Evans is not really Chris Evans, right? He's Captain America. You know, mm-hmm. like Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Like they, they now to this point, that's that's what people are gonna see when they see them, right? It's not like when you think of like Paul Newman or somebody, but right? like like all these actors that were like like these super movie stars back in the day that they can just always play all these different roles and stuff. But but better than getting you know, and I mean, the little whites doing well, but it's better than being known as Urkel or something. But yeah, it goes back to the point of what you're saying is that like. Now you don't need any big names because the name is the superhero. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like 
you can get a random model that can act that's like six three with nice muscular with with dark hair and call him Superman and he could well well wait a minute I I I do not want to start making it seem like you can make anybody a superhero like you can put anybody I, in the suit I, and stuff. I, I, I really low key for some of them you can yeah like, we've seen people, people who don't work like like the thing is if you know actors like most actors can. Like act. There's just like some people that's like really good rappers or whatever. It's some people that rap way better than some of the people that got major deals, right? All right. Well, look, but let, let me ask you this then. Chris Hemsworth, for example, it, it like where he starts his store and where he ends his store, like he's a, so much better at that character by the time he's played it for 10 years. Now that makes sense, right? Like there's a camaraderie with, with the other characters and the actors and all that. Um, but it was like I remember by the time I saw him in the in the third Thor movie and like how he was doing the last few Avengers movies, like this is like a totally different character and actor now. This is really interesting to see how he evolved over time. Like I do think Yeah, but did you, you know, know did anybody know who he was before he played Thor? No. Oh. No. So the Star Trek movie that I know of. Yeah, so you know, I was gonna say I, I do think there's something to what you're saying to a degree, but I do think Robert Downey Jr., but like when you watch the first 30 minutes of Iron Man, it's still one of the first. It's hard for me to find movies that have better first acts than Iron Man. Yeah. That's a really just it don't waste no time. It 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 has levity in it, it has drama, it has terror, you know, it has science, it had like just all sorts of craziness in it, you know, and um and it, ha it has a whole story about the military industrial complex. And then it has a superhero movie after that. <laughs> and I've always been fascinated by that because I'm like, I don't know how many other actors could have done what he did. Like, you you could have the same script to everything else, but, like, I think there's something that he brought to that role, especially, like, going from the beginning, like, this, like, chipper, snazzy, you know, know-it-all. So, oh, shit, like, I'm in a cave. You know, yeah, like, to your, to your and, and I'm a prisoner, and I'll, I have to make bombs for these people. You know, like, I'll go crazy. out on this. I'll, I'll go out on this. My friend actually saw that movie with his wife in 2008, and he took her to see it, not telling her what it was about. Mm -hmm. He's just like, "Oh, it's Iron Man. It's about like a war manufacturer." Uh, you know, he's checking out. And she's like, "All right, whatever." And they're watching it, and then like an hour into the movie, when he puts in the armor, she turns to him. She's like, "What the fuck is this?" Like she had no idea it was gonna turn into a superhero movie because there's no indication that it's a superhero movie until then, which is pretty cool. It's such a good movie, man. <laughs> oh man, I love that movie so much. I mean, like the third act's the weakest part of it, but it's still good. It's just the other parts are so excellent. Like, God, it's a great movie. But I, I do think that you know, there there's a lot of truth to what Keith is saying there. Uh, but I do think that, you know. You can elevate your stories and take your time and do some stuff. And and I don't think the Flash hits those heights, but I do think that it's really trying to tell a grounded story, and like with a also being able to do multiverse stuff. And it's doing pieces of that well. There are things I think it could have done stronger, but overall, I think it does what it wants to do. It's entertaining, and you know, you know, I I feel like just being able to see that the best intentions can lead to the worst outcomes is just that's a really great way to demonstrate that in the story.
Well said. I, I just, like I said, um, I think it was entertaining. I, if I was the rated, I'd give it like a 6.5 or something. But my biggest thing is like, I mean, what I, I still left the film not knowing what to take from it, you know, like. Sure, yeah, no, I agree with that. This, I, this I 100% movie. agree. You know, he just essentially does the same thing in the end. And um, he's like, dang, it's Flash, a hero, is he low-key <laughs> Because it, it's just like yeah. it's like that quote in Flashpoint where the reverse Flash was like, "Oh, you did all this." He said, "I mean, instead of like, you know, making sure Hitler stayed in art school, you just went back in time to save your mommy." And I yeah. always thought that was like one of the funniest verses of the, you know, funniest. <laughs> said the funniest verse. Yeah, that was. A- but but because he was dropping, he was just like that man was dropping bars. <laughs> one thing. One thing before we go. The biggest, hugest miss opportunity is a good antagonist, like in the reverse flash, right? Yeah, like, I do wish they had really not, went ahead and did reverse flash for real, for real. Because because we got man, reverse flash is like you if you he's the epitome of like petty. Like he is literally a petty. He's person. so petty, man, for no reason. Like like I I was telling Randall how like I said the reverse flash the type of person that would travel back in time. To like traumatize you as a little kid and be like the boogeyman in your closet, or like you know, like he'll do stuff like that. He'd be a cult, total That's asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like he, you, you, you'll go be a ch- child, get something from the ice cream man. He'll just knock the cone out of your hand and go back to the present just to do that shit, just so you remember. Like, damn, remember that time this dude knocked his ice cream cone out of my hand? I don't know. I didn't see him. It was so fast. But um, I don't know. It, it's just. Actually, real quick before we close, and I can't remember what, oh God, is it, there was a, a story like two years ago that came out. It was a Thanos annual, and um, this Thanos, for some reason, every day, well, every every time this boy had a birthday, he would come and fuck with him. And so, like, <laughs> it would start, like, birthday parties. He screwed that up. He about to, you know, lose virginity. He comes screwing it up. He was, like, getting his first job. Thanos come fuck that up. And the dude, I can't, I had to find this what this I can tell y'all. And, and I'm just mentioning so far out so they can come see it. But like, there's a literally sort of thing that just keeps messing with this human boy every day, every time. And he's like a grown man. Like, why are you doing this to me? And I can't remember what Thanos' answer was, but it's the funniest thing. It was, it was so unnecessary. Thanos is like, yeah, man, every time you got a birthday, dog, I'm going to be here. Screw it up. <laughs> and it got to the point, dude, stop doing anything. He's like, why aren't you doing anything ambitious anymore? He's like, no, I'm not giving you. He was like living like these deadbeat apartments, and, and he's like, "Oh man, he's just alone this time." He's like, "Yeah, I'm not giving you the satisfaction anymore." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so stupid. Anyway, oh, oh yeah, there's so many ideas that have been done. I'm glad that even Thanos can have a little stupid troll story sometimes, but you know, it's whatever. Man, it's comics supposed to be silly, ain't away from the actual. Uh, gravity, um, shaking things that go on in real life. So, mm-hmm. uh, so before we close, uh, Keith, can you tell people where they can find us on the socials? We on Instagram at the Low Key Pod. All right, thank you, sir. And uh, well, Tim, you've already uh, done uh, a lot of sharing. Yeah, it's very exciting, though, man. I am very pumped to get the new issue. So. That'll be coming to new uh, newsstands and mailboxes soon. About now, yeah. All right, I'm excited for that. Perfect. 
I don't know what we're going to do next. Um, There's so much content, man. So much content. It's just, uh, I don't even know where to go next. Um, A lot of movies coming out, but we'll come up with something interesting to talk about in the coming weeks. And uh, in the meantime, while the fourth is coming up, we might get something out before that comes up. But just in case we don't, have a great, safe holiday, everybody. And we'll see y'all in the next one. Peace. See you.